Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, ProFunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you, right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth. Hi, I'm Carmen and this is Jordan. Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Today, we have a very informative show lined up discussing investing in commercial real estate. We're excited to have Simeon and Jacob on the show from REC Canada. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So you guys are um, you guys are both realtors at REC Canada, which as far as I believe, you guys are actually the number one in the country for the volume of deals, which is amazing. Yeah, 2019 was a great year for us. Uh, yeah. We were very blessed and very humbled to represent uh, just a ton of investors uh, in kind of pursuing their goal and building out their portfolios. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is kind of why we, we were able to do the volume that we did is last year, money kept the, the the cost of interest kept falling down mm-hmm. uh, and investors just saw the the perfect opportunity in a market that was kind of stalled yeah. uh, in the last few years yeah. to mm-hmm. just pick up property money was cheap and they just took action so what's yeah. the market like right now like let's talk general GTA how's it going there right now like are we in bidding wars again well from a residential standpoint um, vacancy and uh, tenants are fighting to find places, uh, which always creates that perfect storm for investors to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, that's exactly how this came to be. After the the government tightened up uh, mortgages yeah. uh, and pushed so many buyers out of the market, all those people that would have otherwise bought were forced to go back into the renting pool mm-hmm. and, and really putting pressure on, on a on a vacancy rate that was between 1% and 2%, right. bringing it down to 0.6% for the city of Toronto. Yes. So if you can imagine 100,000, 150,000 people coming in and battling to find a place to live to an investor, it's just, it's common sense. Yeah. Uh, and we yeah. kind of put that message and educated, uh, which is we lead with education. Right. Uh, we we educated our investors and our entire audience that, that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to to make sure that this is the time to buy, mm-hmm. and uh, you had yeah do- dozens of clients last year kind of pulled the trigger, right? Yeah, yeah. Just to add on the commercial side of things, um, it's not much different, which mm-hmm. is crazy, right? Yeah. Within the last probably five years, um, we're seeing multiple offers on commercial, true commercial properties, five units plus, um, yeah. in all markets. Not yeah. just investor-friendly markets, Hamilton, you know, Barrie, uh, London. We're seeing yeah. it in downtown Toronto. We're seeing it, you know, across all of Ontario at the moment. Yeah, even in the smaller markets, I've yeah. noticed, you can't find an opportunity to purchase anything that makes cash flow sense 100%. So yeah. people are actually buying to just park their money, have the tenants pay off their mortgages, and just keep their money invested there because real estate is the best yeah, investment the, vehicle in the yeah. world. And these bidding wars are happening at a four or sub four cap Cap rate. So, and then just so our viewers understand cap rate. Yeah, can you guys explain a little bit, like, uh, you know, the easiest way to kind of understand what a cap rate is? Uh, Yeah, so a cap rate stands for 
capital return mm -hmm. uh, or return on investment. It's kind of the standard measure that is used across the industry. Uh, and it's very simply a calculation of the net operating income of mm -hmm. a property divided by the purchase price. Right. That's how you come to a cap rate. Right. Um, commercial real estate uh, in the GTA over the last, call it two decades, normally was trading at a between five and 7% cap rate. Yes. Um, at this point, the the demand and the, the prices being squeezed so high, mm -hmm. uh, people were happy to get a 5% return. Then it was yeah. a 4.75 return, 4.5% return. We're now in the multi-res uh, sector inside the city of Toronto. You'll be lucky to get a 35 wow. to 4 So, and although that sounds that we're really cap compressed. We're, we're in a market that's so stable and so in demand that as the rents keep moving higher, even if you buy today at a 4% return, mm -hmm. over the next three to five years, your asset will be a five or 6% cap rate just because of the, the increase in income. So you're actually right. purchasing for future value. You really are. Yeah. You yeah. really are. That's the only way you can make it make sense. Yes. Well, this is going to be a really exciting mm -hmm. show because um, a lot of people or a lot of our clients mutually and your clients are purchasing income-producing properties. We deal with a lot of real estate investors or people that want to get into the, into the business. And the topic today will be about graduating from buying one, two, three, four, five when you're exhausting yourself with the bank. You can't get any more mortgages with the bank because, unfortunately, lending criteria institutionally right now when you go to an A bank – you know, the maximum they're letting you have is five properties. There will be other lenders out there that will allow for a little mm -hmm. bit more. There's creative structures that we can assist with for people that are really, really adamant on keeping their money invested in, uh, you know, income properties that are condos or single-family homes and things like this. But the really exciting piece is moving from that, which is a natural transition, into multi-residential. Well, I have a question for Jacob, because even for people who are just looking to get started in commercial, I know the thought of it to, you know, newer investors is that it could be very daunting. Like, mm -hmm. does this mean that I have to purchase a huge apartment building or, you know, very, very large asset classes? Is this, you know, can I possibly do this? Like, what would you say to investors? So that's probably the number one question I get. Yeah. You know, um, when speaking with investors, like, like Carmen mentioned, they maxed out their portfolio residentially mm -hmm. and they're kind of sitting there scratching their heads, you know, do do I go the route, you know, opening multiple corps, you know, to buy some property that way? Do I grow into the multi-res area? Um, so my answer to that is, you know, um, it's different, mm -hmm. you know, but as long as you have that team and you have the tool belt of people you can use mm -hmm. to access, you know, the ability to buy that, then you're good to go. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean I have to buy like a hundred unit apartment building no, in commercial, no. right? Like, like it's really just anything, any residential building that's over four units over is classified five units. over five yes. is classified as commercial. So mm -hmm. it, yeah. it it can be more attainable than I think the yeah. general thought yeah. about when you and, think and, about commercial. And the way I like to look at it is, you know. Um, these, these, these investors are, have five properties. Let's say they have five duplexes, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, they can either sell or leverage those and pick up a seven, eight unit building, one roof, one furnace. I love that. You know, yep. it's, it's, it's the maintenance is, yeah, you're actually why, why reducing don't you, Why don't you expand on that a little bit? Because yeah. a lot of people see it as, oh, do I want to have another eight tenants right off the bat? 
And the answer is yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's exactly yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> so, so when you're when you have a building that has four people versus a building that has twelve people, mm-hmm. every time you lose, when you have a tenancy, when you have a tenant move out, you have a twenty five percent vacancy rate in your building. Yep. If you have eight, it's twelve and a half. Right. If you have twelve, it's eight point whatever the case That's may right. be. Yeah. So you're mitigating risk while utilizing on that one roof that we talked about in one furnace, to maintain one furnace, to have one mechanical system and one plumbing system, yep. it's all tied in. It's just an economy of scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The financing is commercial, and maybe you can give us shed some light on how that would work. How, how does somebody obtain financing mm-hmm. and what they need to have personally in terms of equity, yeah, et cetera? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the, the most common question, as you were saying, is, you know, I've hit that wall, where do I go next? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a perfect yeah. strategy for yeah. all those investors watching that have yeah. hit that wall and need to get to the next step. So, or just want to move ahead in multi-residential. For sure. You know, maybe yeah. they can acquire more. Maybe there's, yeah. you know, B lenders and things like that out there. But they just want to get into that space because it's exactly that. It's a common sense. Like, it makes sense. Like, you have... More tenants under one roof, less work, sure. concentration. And mm-hmm, that's the most mm-hmm. important part of this whole thing. So we work quite a bit with Jacob, and we always find interesting ways to assist clients in, in moving forward. And when you were talking about people having multiple properties, you mm-hmm. can actually use that as a huge benefit for down payments and things like that on the properties that mm-hmm. they purchase. Sure. Yeah, and I think that comes down to you know where you are in your life, what you want to do with those investments, mm-hmm. right? I always say... Keep your real estate. Never sell your real estate. I agree. It's kind of crazy because I'm a realtor, but you know, I yeah. think at the REC, that's kind yeah. of our motto: is Hey, that if is you can keep motto. it, keep it. Yeah. You know? Keep buying real estate. Keep buying. Yeah. Um, so you know, I always recommend: Well, let's look at a refinance. Right. Yes. How, how can we pull some equity out of here, and mm-hmm. let's get you into a, you know a 12 unit building. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I have a really good case study we can go into maybe a little bit later on yes. as we get into to more of the nitty gritty. But no, I think it's an excellent um, one because people can actually see, whoa, yeah. you can act if you have existing real estate, you can buy multi-residential properties and it's mm-hmm. way easier to qualify for mm-hmm. than it is on a residential mortgage. And believe me, it is brutal getting approved for a residential mortgage and in commercials that much easier. And to never forget refinancing your property is tax free. Yes. You're taking equity out yeah. of a different property only to acquire more real estate using the bank's money out of a refi. Not only is it tax free, you're going to create an ROI that's through the roof because it's none of your own money in the deal. I love that. It, could, it couldn't awesome. be more brilliant I of a strategy. I you on that. Now hold that thought. <laughs> we have to go to break Let's and we have that. a lot more exciting things to talk about. So don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Jordan. This is Carmen. Welcome back to 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guests, Simeon and Jacob, and we're just talking about commercial real estate. So to kind of pick back up, and we're going to get into some really amazing stuff with you guys. Um, We're going to talk about some industry trade secrets on investing in commercial. But to start, talk to us about where, what kind of locations people can, you know, optimally find commercial properties that that yield, yeah, multi-res that yield uh, some some cash flow. Yeah. So again, it's a, you know, one question I get a lot is, mm-hmm. okay, so I want to find a cash flowing property, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. And well, that's, yeah. you know, that's number one. And then it's, 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 
you know, right now in the in the GTA, that's going to be tough right off the bat. Um, so I'm, you know, sending personally, I'm sending my investors, everyone's got their own spot, but I like to send my investors, you know, southwestern Ontario, we're looking at places like uh, Chatham, St. Thomas, uh, and then you can go the other way, go up north, and you're looking at places like um, Aurelia, mm-hmm. um, in and around those pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cap rates haven't been condensed so far, um, mm-hmm. where you still can pick up, you know, a good cash flowing property there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe needs a little bit of work, but it's it's definitely manageable. Yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's also key to touch like some of the key identifiers in those markets, like the expansion of universities into yes. Aurelia, uh, mm-hmm. the, the fact that there is permanent massive employers like the OPP training center, but just all the, the, those kind of the, the key things that we need to see if we're going to invest into a rental property, mm-hmm. the things that we look for mm-hmm. in those markets mm-hmm. and the returns that they can actually deliver yeah. to our clients are phenomenal. I think what also is very important for people to know is the strategy on finding it what are the main things that they're looking for when they do get into it? Yeah, that's what a are great they paying question. for up front when you're buying commercial properties? Because it's very different than residential. Very like you've got a, a few things that need to be done for institutionally getting approved, but not just that for your own uh, purpose of knowing that you've done your due diligence mm-hmm. on this property. You know, first it's going to just come down to as any investment, your performa, your your yeah. profit and loss, right? Yeah. Um, make sure you have a very detailed one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mine has your your return on investment, has your five year pay down. You know, I really like to go into details because I want my my A, B, mm-hmm. and C strategy. You yeah. know, to, to exit plans. Mm-hmm. You know, if plan A doesn't work, you go you go B, and then you have C, which is uh, you know break even at least. Yeah. Well, you um, know what I also noticed, and I'm sorry, I, I don't yeah. want to pile real estate agents in one one little ball here, but um, often when I see numbers that come from a real estate agent, um, they don't put the expenses in there. They're not 100% all the expenses, right? Like so many times there isn't a vacancy rate. There isn't, mm-hmm. a, and you know, for financing purposes, and I'm, I'm putting the mortgage hat on here. Yeah. Um, when you get a property like that, when you need to search for an approval, you have to have vacancy rates, you have to have property management, maintenance, garbage, snow removal, mm-hmm. all those things. And then half the time you get these cash flows from them and it's just like, my income, and these are taxes, insurance, and heat and Yeah, hydro. they need to be realistic yeah. in order to, for people to properly identify, right? I think that's why it's very important to be knowledgeable about it or, yes. or have, again, a, a realtor, representation, a representation yeah. that is knowledgeable in that field because it is a niche field. Not yes. every realtor is going to know the ins and outs of multi-res commercial, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, that's why, you know, you need somebody to say, hey, hold on a sec. Right? Where's yeah. where's this? Where's this? Where's this? Where's this? Yes. And you can build that into your performa. Yes. And then feel confident moving forward from there. Yeah, and you know that it's a real yeah. the real thing. That, that, that's correct. And, and what I will say, because what you said, like you don't want to kind of paint all reels with the same brush, and and I couldn't uh, agree with you more. Uh, like our practice in its entirety is based as an inv- investment focused. Uh, realtor space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we do literally hundreds of deals every year representing the interests of investors. Mm-hmm. In many of the cases, we represent both the seller and investor mm-hmm. because we do have such an in-depth mm-hmm. view of the market mm-hmm. and there's enough trust where we don't create a conflict. Yeah. So the seller is going to get proper and sound advice as to what they need to disclose, mm-hmm. how to prepare 
for the disposition of their asset. Yeah. The buyer now is educated in the space as to what to look for. Mm-hmm. It's not about just buying the property and what's the the the, the cap rate, etc. If you if I show you a great cap rate today, but you have to spend eighty thousand dollars on replacing half the building in the next two years, yeah, exactly. you didn't buy a seven or eight cap. You bought For a sure. two. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's yeah. many different ways to skew numbers if you want to make them look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if mm-hmm. you want, a tr- what you want to create is a, is a trusting team mm-hmm. that's going to represent your interest for the long term. Exactly. You're not yeah. in it for one property. You're not in it just to make a dollar today. No, it's a long term. And, 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 that's, and that's kind of the difference with, like we've had a working relationship for over a decade. Yes. Um, he's been with us now for years. And, and we, we kind of, when he was saying earlier, we tell our clients not to sell. It's actually what we tell our clients. We are realtors. We do make money by transacting real estate. But it's in but their best interest. Of course. If there's anything we can yeah. do to avoid selling our clients real estate mm-hmm. and helping them buy more real estate. Yeah. Is Making the right decision. The That's right. So we're talking about the financing and how important that is. And I'd like to go through a quick cash flow analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a case study, and I thought this was a really interesting deal. Can you share with our viewers? So, yeah, this sums up really, you know, what this episode's all about. Um, mm-hmm. I have a client, he came to me, maxed out his personal portfolio, right? He couldn't buy any more residential. Right. Um, he didn't have a ton of funds. He refinanced a, a one home. He came to me with some some funds, and, and really, you know, in the GTA, that's nowhere near enough to purchase. Um, exactly. But what we did is, so we started getting a bit creative looking, you know, further out, further out. Um, and we, we did lock something down off market in Chatham. Wow. Um, you know, beautiful building right downtown. Um, you know, it's the, the previous owner really did a lot of work there, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and just because of the nature of the market and, and, and what's going on down there, um, we ended up picking the building up for right around a, uh, about a nine cap. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Why didn't I get that deal? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're, you know, when you're looking off market Jeez. for these things, there's, you know, less fees involved and, and you can find these kind of diamonds. You wow. Know, here that's and there. an amazing yeah. story. Yeah. So, um, so they are available. So they don't are, get frustrated. They're out there. Sure. They're out yeah. there. It's just, you have to be patient, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to be there every single day, but if mm-hmm. you take your time and you, mm-hmm. you look yeah. and you do your due diligence, you're going to find the right one. And how, how did you structure the, the cash flow? How did you yeah. So, um, so as I mentioned, you didn't have much to come in with. Right. Right. So we, we kind of put what we could down at, on a conventional first mm-hmm. 75% financing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still a bit of renovation need to be done in there. Um, you know, he really, you know, 75%, he had enough to cover that down payment, but closing costs, right? Mm-hmm. And just touching on it very briefly, you know, with commercial properties, closing costs are something you seriously need to take into account. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be paying the lawyers to register your mortgages. Yeah. The lawyer mm-hmm. fees are higher for just closing the deal, land yeah. transfer, right? Um, commercial is a lot more there's, expensive. There's a lot of there's a lot of fees, right? But mm-hmm. you can build that into the structure. Yeah. So as I was saying, so we, we worked out that 75% first. Yeah, that's huge. Um, yeah. We went back. We, en- we ended up finding actually, you know, about 100000 in one of his other properties we could leverage. Really? Right? On top of this 200, you know, the, on top of the funds he already had. Yes. Um, and, you know, now he's actually buying this building almost zero in. And I right? love that, and right? Have, That's the power of creative financing. Yeah, it's creative financing, right? It's just not many people 
look open at their that, mind to open that. their mind to that option, right? So we actually, so we covered it. He's almost, he's 100% covered on, on, on the financing side, but we actually have money now for him to renovate Mm-hmm. and refinance in six months to a year mm-hmm. with an additional two units in that building. Wow. So it was a it was a four-unit building, Whoa. and we're going to have, it's going to be a six-unit building. So you're forcing the appreciation. Amazing. You're creating that value. So now he's going to go from a nine to a 15. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we calculated, yeah, right around, it's probably going to be 11 and a half, 12, okay. 12 cap. Yeah, I'm a little optimistic. Um, but I think now we should really, because we don't have a lot of time, and I wish we yeah. had hour to sit and talk about commercial real estate, because it's, for me, a very passionate topic. Mm-hmm. And I think many people should learn more about this mm-hmm. side of the business, because everybody thinks real estate investing is just, you know, condos or, or single-family homes, but there's so much money to be made on that side of the yeah. side of the business. Yeah. But um, we're going to be talking about now how a Cash flow is done from a bank. So how do you get approved? So quickly, how do we get approved on a, on a commercial mortgage like this? And the first thing you need to do is, as you said, Jacob, you have to have your numbers in line. And we need to make sure that we, we have all of these down and mm-hmm. confirmation of all those expenses. So when you start off, you have your, your income, which means all the income from the rental units annually. And then you have a local vacancy rate. So what is the vacancy in Chatham, for example? I think it's pretty low right now because many areas yeah. are very low. So let's it's, say... It's in really high demand where we're looking... Right around about a one percent, one point five. It's 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 yes. very. Yes, I was thinking one point five. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you take that, then you have your um, the income that you have there. It's a gross effective income, we call it. Then you take off taxes, your insurance. Then you've got management, maintenance. You've got mm-hmm. garbage, snow removal, landscaping, utilities. All of those things have to be in there. And that's what the bank's going to look for. And if you don't have it in there, then they're going to add it, and then you're gonna, your numbers won't work. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more work involved in that part of it, but it is so worth it because now you essentially bought seven units under one roof, as exactly. you said yeah. earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah. How and powerful it, is that? And as long as your numbers, you knew how to do your numbers properly, mm-hmm. you didn't waste a single minute not being approved because of your personal history. Right. It's the property that has to identify yeah. with the rules that the bank sets. That's, that's right. so important. Yeah. It's so I'm really important. glad you brought it, it, that up. It makes yeah. all the difference in now, the world. Now, you do need to have good credit. Of course. Institutional yeah. commercial lending yeah. needs good credit. But if you're self-employed and your notice of assessments or your income does not show what you make annually or it doesn't work to service something like this, that doesn't matter. Well, remember, we're, still, we're still putting 25% down. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. whether it's your company or you personally mm-hmm. that's going to be putting the equity required, yes. I think it's, it's not like you can just go and get free properties. Yes. This is still a very significant and serious investment. Yes, it is. It's just a way for you to go from that plateau that you hit in residential yeah. and retail investing into that first level of commercial yes. investing where the property does the qualifying yeah. and your credibility and, of course, the way you manage your portfolio is what kind of guarantees it and the confidence that the bank is going to seek. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's a combination. Yeah, well, 25% down, though, there are ways to work around that. And you can get a vendor take back from the seller. Okay, that's one way of doing it. You can actually, as Jacob discuss with his client, leverage his other real estate as a down payment, the bank will accept that, right? So it's great. You can actually leverage other properties. You've maxed yourself out. Now you can take the equity that you have and use that as your down payment. And then you keep rolling it Mm -hmm. and you just keep building your portfolio. It's just awesome. So just before we go, um, you know, just as a, as a freebie, as some value for everybody that watches the show, um, 
So we're going to be, anyone who wants one, we're going to give our Performa, the one that I use to acquire my properties, my clients' properties, um, the, you know, extremely detailed Performa. So we're going to give that away, um, you know, in hopes that people can run their own Performa. And and, know who they're um, calling exactly. Yeah, and I'm happy to, you know, make people feel comfortable when they're Mm -hmm. buying. And they just have to plug in the numbers and it populates the number at the bottom to know whether you're approved or not. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Well, thank you, Jacob, for offering our viewers that gift. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. It's always such a wealth of inf- uh, wealth of knowledge to have you guys on the show with us. If you are interested in learning more, you can go to 30minutestowealth.com to see the rest of our episodes. That's it. Our time is up. Go create wealth.